morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. And I'm going to start with show notes today. Okay, so our evening with medium event that we run three times a year where Kelly and I sit together and channel for people at the Hampton Inn in North Bay for two hours together uh, runs on April 27th, then August 24th, and then our last one will be December 14th. And those are dates for 2018. And all are available on sale at the website. Yes, that's correct. Because if they try to come to the door and we're sold out, they can't get in. And so far, our events are selling out. Yeah. Yay. Okay, Sips of Sanity podcast is another podcast series that you and I have. Shorter versions, just 10 minute shows, five together, the first week of each month of every month of the year. I did that it well. It's awkward every time. I know, but but I think I did it well. That'll be airing on Monday. Lovely for February. Yes. Okay, and January's series, for those of you who haven't gone to listen to it, was about breaking patterns. We have brand new gift certificates. You can buy them in any denomination that you want, and they also can be purchased for anyone, anywhere in the world, because both Kelly and I have private practices that reach all over the globe. We use FaceTime, Skype, and telephone to do the sessions. So you can buy a certificate for somebody, even if they're in a different city or country. Lovely. And now for today's topic. Today's topic is synesthesia. Okay, so that is us experiencing physically exactly what another person experiences. Yes. So in this situation, obviously a client. Yeah. A gentleman came in the door. He had a cast on his foot. So it's a given now that we know that there's a foot injury because the cast is there. He's got it wrapped in a bag. So that's obvious. He made his way into the treatment room, sat himself down into the chair. And when I asked him what his intention was, because I might assume, I could assume he's here for energy healing. He does have a cast on his foot, but that's not what he asked me for in the least. He didn't even know I did energy healing. He just said he was here because he liked psychics and that he'd been seeing them all his life and that he was open-minded and he does this from time to time because he gets a kick out of it. He likes to see if they're any good and if they're accurate. So it's just, I think, curiosity and fun for him in some way. Was he, was he kind? Yeah. Okay, so, so curiosity in yeah. a kind kind of way, not in a I'm going to come in and test you kind of way. Well, oh, <laughs> um, just a minute. <laughs> it was both. It was I'm going to come in and test you kind of way because remember he wants to see if they're any good. He want and and then he hears about a new one, so he just goes and he sees if another one is any good about it. But I mean, he does do it kindly. He's not a mean person. So it's it's it is both. Okay. Okay. Well, as he's explaining this to me, I got a dry throat and. I didn't really understand the whole thing. So I just tried to swallow. But if I tried to swallow, it seemed to get drier. And then I wanted to have some saliva in my throat kind of push down. And I, I just couldn't seem to get any saliva to create be created in my throat. So I turned, I think I turned red, I started to sweat. And I thought, I'm going to choke. An excellent first impression. 
when we just started. I, I started coughing. I went straight into a coughing fit. And I had a thermos of water sitting beside me. So I picked up my thermos thinking, I'm just going to take a little bit of water. And this is going to end. I'm going to be okay. And we'll, we'll find out what he's here for. And we'll see what comes through for him. I took a little bit of water and it got worse. And I thought, how is this getting worse? It just blew my mind. I got sweat breaking out on my forehead at this point. And the coughing is I literally, it's just it's starting to rack my body. And I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Well, and actually, that's a known fact. When people begin to choke, they want to walk away. That's what I did. Yeah, they want to they preserve themselves or their dignity. Isn't that, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show, because of my own reactions to what happened to me. So I stood up, put up a finger like one minute, and I had to walk, I walked out of the room. I shouldn't say I had to. I have to catch myself there. I did not have to. This gentleman did not make me feel bad in the least. I chose to. Because I put myself into feeling a, a, an emotion that I wasn't comfortable with. I felt shame. My body was reacting to something. I couldn't figure it out. And I felt shame over my own body. That, that was, there were so many lessons in that moment for me that I did not get completely in that moment. So I walked out. I thought, well, I'll go upstairs. I didn't want him to hear me. How silly is this? So I walked upstairs into the bedroom. I could not stop coughing. And upstairs won't help your airway. No. None of, and this is what I'm saying. It didn't make sense. None of this made sense to me. So I'm watching and observing my own behavior that this is so silly that I'm doing all of this. So I walked upstairs. I'm coughing. I thought I was getting it a little bit under control. It was stopping a little bit. So I thought, okay, you better hurry up and get downstairs. You know, you're supposed to be doing a job for somebody. Shaming myself again. So I went back downstairs, went into the treatment room and apologized for coughing. Sat down in the chair. He's just looking at me. This gentleman says nothing and gives me no facial. It's just like, "Mm, whatever. And which is totally good on his part. I went fully into coughing again, harder this time. And this time, it felt like my lungs were squeezing. And so to me, it's like, wow, this isn't just water down the wrong hole kind of thing. That expression of the water went down the wrong passageway, which is what I thought at the beginning of all of this when I drank a bit of the water. Nope. I literally felt like my lungs were squeezing tight, but wouldn't reopen so that I could get air in. It felt like some, like, I don't even know how to explain it because I've never experienced this in my life. Mm-hmm. And somebody else listening might totally understand what I'm describing, but I can't understand it. This is nowhere on the radar for Karen Sarlow in my life. So my life, my life, oh my word, isn't this great? So my lungs are squeezing and I'm choking more and more. Now I'm feeling like I'm having or going to have or want to have 
a panic attack. So it's like, is this going to end? All of these thoughts are starting to race through my head. I'm, I'm really going into a massive sweat now. I'm actually like lifting my arms because I feel like my armpits are going to pour. <laughs> and he's sitting there watching me. The water isn't helping me. Trying to get air in my lungs isn't helping me. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what is happening. I don't know what this is. And then out of his mouth comes this question. Do you think you're having an asthma attack? Maybe do you do you think you could be having an asthma attack? <laughs> I just remembered looking at him. And I was dumbfounded that he asked me that. And then I thought, well, that makes flippin' sense. And at that moment, I remembered seeing colors come in front of my eyes of blues and purples. Geometric shapes. And just quickly, because that's how it happens for me. And then he said to me, as I'm still coughing, and I'm like wheezing or sucking in air, I don't know what in God's name I was doing or what noises I was making. He said to me, I listened to your show on synesthesia. I just think you should know that I have asthma. Mm -hmm. And I coughed maybe two, three more times, 100% stopped. My lungs were 100% back to Karen. No dry throat. No anxiety. No, no sweating. It's like everything I was experienced just shut off on a dime. And I sat in the chair and where I would have thought that I wouldn't needed a moment to get my poop in a group. After that, I was completely back to myself, which totally messes with your head. Mm -hmm. Because it's like one minute I'm experiencing a full blown asthma attack. And the next second, I'm 100% normal. No, no gradual change back slowly but an abrupt change. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I said, it has to be your asthma attack because I do not have asthma. I do not have any issues with my lungs or breathing or my throat or a cold or coughing. I do not have any of these symptoms whatsoever. And then my voice was completely just like this, 100% normal. So on Friday morning, I had my first asthma attack, my first and only of my life at 56. That was not fun. But boy, Kelly, did it ever put me into a place of understanding people who experience anything like that. Well, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, for me, it's one moment again in my life with the synesthesia that allows me to know I could never hurt a person intentionally. Mm -hmm. Whether it be by thinking ill of somebody because I might be mad at them. I can't even think ill of them anymore like that because these things with synesthesia like this asthma attack just makes me more compassionate towards what every person is going through. Because so many people with something like asthma are expected just to live normal lives. 
you think they have an asthma attack. And if you don't know what that's like, it's like if you're working with them and they have an asthma attack, it's like, okay, are you done? Can we get back to this now? Well, and, and very opposite of what you experience, they don't come back immediately to 100%. It's far more gradual. It's like coming back from an anxiety or a panic attack. Yeah. The muscles need time to relax. The body needs time to recoup. The brain probably needs rest from the exhaustion of stress. And, and like you said, embarrassment. Not that it should be there, but that it naturally somehow occurs. Yeah. And, and it made me think afterwards, because I had clients for the rest of the day, he was just the first client. That was the first two minutes. I had to get through the rest of the day and try and process that I had had an asthma attack. And that my body through synesthesia actually replicated the throat closing, the dry cough, the dryness in the throat where I couldn't produce any saliva. And I don't know if other people with asthma have that too. Yeah, this is something I know you and I talked about this, how the body experiences umpteen numbers or amounts of trauma in a day when you are dealing with synesthesia. Yeah. And and how... Like you're saying, a person who actually has asthma, they need time to recoup from those things. And people with synesthesia are also, you know, either disbelieved entirely or believed to be able to just bounce back because it's quote unquote not yours. Right. So he sat there not understanding synesthesia, but understanding that I had and it exists. Yeah. Yeah. And that he, and I just remembered the look on his face was incredulous when I said, I don't have asthma. Mm -hmm. And he responded, then you had my asthma attack. Like that he actually in that moment acknowledged it. Not just that I experienced it, but that it was his. Mm -hmm. And then he said to me, I'm sorry about that. And there was just this moment together, and I'm just, just going to say there was really a brief moment together. It might have lasted all of eight to ten seconds, where we, when he apologized, there was silence, where we both just looked at each other. And then I said to him, I'm sorry you experienced this. And then we sat again for about an eight to ten seconds for him. I think that's neat because you both gave each other time to be able to say, I see you, I hear you, I know you, I understand you, I love you mm -hmm. in, in a soul way, right? Mm -hmm. This is a complete stranger. I, I just like to me, that is such it's, that's intimacy. Yeah. And it was not rushed. It was shared. It was honored. It was respected. I'm done. I... Thank you for saying all of those things, Kelly. Because mm -hmm, I, I know in all of the podcasts that we've done, it's it's still rare that it is shared in the way that you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. There are tons of opportunities. There are tons of ways that you offer that to others, but it's not always received as well. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing moment in my life to sit with a total stranger and be able to experience something that he goes through in his life, as you said, that intimately with him, even though I don't have asthma. 
and how connected we can feel and how it can move the next part of his session, the next 59 minutes in a magnificent way. Now does he trust me? Now does he sit there with a different type of respect or a different type of openness? Remember, this is the person who goes from psychic to psychic, seeing if they're any good. Does this change something? Does he see psychics as humans? Or did I just get all of that? And he didn't. And I'm just, I'm just bringing all of this up so that people can think about that in their own lives. And they might think, well, I don't have synesthesia, I wouldn't know. But can you with a cold? Can you if you have a rash and you see somebody else with a rash? Can you, even if somebody else has something and you haven't experienced it, can you try? Can you ask questions? Well, you know what? I remember doing, I think it's actually episode eight, uh, when we did our podcast on J.K. Rowling's book, Very Good Lives. And she talks about empathy and putting yourself in other people's shoes, imagining what your life would be like lived in a different way. Mm-hmm. That is what empathy is. That's mm-hmm. what compassion is. That's what we're asking for people to do more and more of. Yeah, because then it's a, it's a very different thing to be able to verbally abuse or to physically abuse or emotionally, or in so many ways, the the person that you think is your target or your victim. I think it makes life easier in spite of what other people say. Mm-hmm. Empathy is difficult because it is a lot of feelings, but I think it makes decisions a heck of a lot easier mm-hmm. when you can empathize because right and wrong becomes so much more black and white. And you change the way you live your life, even by where you're going to put your energy or your efforts, your integrity is so different. I hope over the next year or two years, whatever it is that we're doing these podcasts, Kelly, that we can keep bringing to people through these shows, our experiences with synesthesia, mere touch, in this case, color as well. I didn't go into explaining the colors too much. Maybe I will again in another show when there's more details or maybe more to explain about how colors come for me. Um, Do you get colors as well? In what way? Like, I experience feelings with colors, but I are you referring to something different? Like how they're received oh. or experienced? Well, I like how you ask that. Well, we've talked about different, like you're having different feelings about things and, and experiences. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you're looking for something in particular. I Maybe we'll save that for another day then. Because uh, I'm curious about this. Because to me, the asthma attack was blue and purple. Oh, and okay. what I was learning had to do with the lungs and the colors blue and purple and the, and the shapes and colors that came with the colors. So I'm wondering now if when I see other clients, and they walk in and I see those colors in the chest area, if I'm going to be able to say, ha, you get asthma attacks, right? Because I do get that with fibromyalgia, or I do get the same thing with like neurological diseases like MS. Like well, I see them with colors. Yeah, but you also see them with people. I think your reference system mm. is probably just expanding. And I don't mean just like it's no big deal. I like that's fantastic. I, you used to get different people that have crossed that yes. ushered the client in to say, if your dad was with them, you know, they that meant something. If yeah. Noth was with them. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Okay. So I'm hoping that through these podcasts, we're going to see 
patterns unfold as to how the gifts keep growing and how different clients come in or when we're just at the mall or the grocery store, how we see people. I've enjoyed tying the synesthesia with past lives. I've enjoyed being able to explain when someone feels rage or upset or discomfort or extreme joy where they can't necessarily explain it. It almost feels like a disproportionate reaction in this life mm-hmm. where I can explain what they feel and they can go, yeah, no one understands that. And then be able to say it stems from and go into right. the past life to show, I, I wouldn't necessarily call that a pattern, but a trigger. Um, Mm -hmm. typically where people are hanging on to that still means something for them. It's still live or active. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. Uh, I see where the synesthesia and the colors and shapes in the body connect to the past life patterns too. Well, you've done it for my feet. I I know that you've gone in and and, uh, explained exactly the rage, discomfort, and total utter despair that I have felt when my feet get touched. And by feeling it, then you journeyed into a past life to see why. And I think, I think that's fascinating because sometimes the emotions, like I say, are disproportionate in this life. Don't, don't have any link that would, um, that would make sense to be that upset. And it can put them more at ease. It can, it can make you feel less crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. I, my debriefing process that I go through with people I go over four things every time we end the session and I always say the debriefing process is so that you know exactly what to expect after a session so you do not feel crazy because you will go through a range of different emotions in particular orders as well and feeling crazy is something that you can experience because the second you go to explain the experience of psychic or the experience of being with Karen or I the words feel like they diminish the experience immediately mm-hmm so mm-hmm. it's hard then to connect to another human and explain things without feeling uncomfortable to mm-hmm. a certain degree or in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm grateful. This was um, the first time I've ever had an asthma attack. And I was, as much as it was very difficult in the moment, I was grateful to him that night and... I'll say Saturday night and Sunday, like the next days that follow through, I'm hoping that I get to look back at that and him and be grateful that he's the first person I experienced that with. He made it safe for me. He gave me time. He was patient. He did get the rest of his session done and properly and with no problems. It, But he allowed me to experience that. Because that's now a new reference system for me. Mm-hmm. That's something, hopefully, if I have a nonverbal child or adult in front of me and they have asthma, maybe if I see blue and purple in the lungs and I get a dry throat, I'll know that they are experiencing asthma. Yeah, and it saves you from having to go through it again. It's, yeah. a, it's a faster processing system almost. Yeah, and then we get to, we get to be accurate with the next person, as you said, quicker. And more accurately, and then on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So I was very grateful to him, to his kindness and to his patience. And I think, too, maybe he would say, geez, I didn't think I was being all those things. I was just kind of didn't know what you were doing. I just sat there and thought, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Am I going to have to call 911? But but even thinking those things without interrupting is providing a, a certain kind of kindness. 
Yeah. For them to figure out their own shit without you feeling you have to get involved. Yeah. It did something else for me too, Kelly. I remember thinking that night after the asthma attack that I wanted to sit down, take time with the spirit world and say to them, could you please teach me how to ask a person who's having an asthma attack the right questions so that I could help them instead of just not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Could you guys help me? Like, what do you do for somebody when they're having an asthma attack so that it's a little less stressful for them? So what can I do if I see someone else in that position now? Say I'm in the mall or I'm, I'm, I'm out at the waterfront and somebody run past me and then bends over and has an asthma attack while they're running. What could I do? do I go up and offer them something or do I walk by and and because they feel embarrassed not look at them like what what is proper approaching or not approaching and I'm not a nurse I'm not a doctor I don't know so it's just I sat there and said to the spirit guides teach me and as an energy healer teach me not just as like as a human being as Karen I want to know But as an energy healer, as a conduit of the universal energy that people are looking for to heal ourselves, what can I do to help facilitate healing for these people? Or an animal? Very cool. Mm -hmm. Do you want to end there? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and I I think it's probably a bigger thank you than I humanly intended. Because because of your intention, I think you deserve to be thanked for desiring to help people in that kind of a way. Hmm. But also just thanks for your time sitting with me yeah. and, and sharing that. Because I, I keep saying I get to learn more about you the more we do podcasts, even though I think I know you best. Hmm. I remember after the, after the asthma attack, Eric came in the door and I said, do you have a minute? And he said, yeah, what's up? And I said, I had my first asthma attack in, in my life. And he just stood in front of me and said, are you okay? And I think we want, we all want a person to ask us that. Yeah. And then I think about when we're in a time of war. I think about what's going on on the planet. And I think of all of the refugees and all of the different people that are going through horrific experiences and then on top of that, you have asthma. And then on top of that, where's your meds? And then on top, it, it just, I don't know, it really made the human experience precious for me. Mm-hmm. And I guess to some degree, it made humans more likable. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, because everybody knows if you're listening to these shows, I like dead people more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's it's just kind of helping me increase that likability for the human human oh, race. There's that Karen <laughs> note to end on. Um, thank you. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, have a wonderful weekend, and we will be back with Sips of Sanity on Monday. <laughs>